Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. Best day ever. We are coaches, trainers, retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, but didn't start our careers doing this. Jason worked in public accounting, and I worked in corporate retail until starting our dream business in which we help people from all different industries pursue their best day ever every single day. The goal of this podcast is to interview both each other and other professionals making an impact on the world on how wellness is the fuel to do whatever it is in life you want to do better. This podcast is about teaching people to actively pursue their purpose and how to use self-care to do it. We're here to show you how the best day of our mindset is available to anyone at any time, no matter your circumstance. It's your choice and we're here to encourage you. Have the best day ever. All right, fam. Brett and Jason here launching the new and improved Live Better podcast. We are in the new spot, in the new digs. Um, And as you can see and as you can hear, uh, we've got um, a lot of new things to talk about. We're really hyped for this new format where we're going to be talking to each other a little bit, discussing ideas that um, people want to hear, as well as uh, having on experts to dive deeper into things that we're either not the best at or we want to get better at and want people to learn about. Yeah, today's episode is going to center around our best day ever mindset and discussing what that means, how we apply it, um, what are the different tools and tactics we use to, to talk about that from the way we sign off our emails and text messages to just interpersonal conversations we have. The first thing is came out of a, uh, this sort of mindset in general, like the template came out of an email that we wrote a couple months ago, and I broke the best ever mindset into four pieces. So the first one was detox, the second one was first principles and processes, the third one was performance, and then the fourth step was risk, review, repeat. So I think everything sort of fits into that for me, at least when I think about it. Step number one is detox, remove all the non-essentials, then come up with the way you're actually going to do it. Think about the processes that you're going to repeat the whole time. That's how you repeat best day ever every single day. Go through your performance, which is actually how you perform. What are the strategies and principles where you apply from the process into what you're actually doing? So that's the translation from paper to real life. And then the last thing is to ask, actually risk something, review how you did, and then repeat the process again when you go around from it. And that could be anything from the marathon we're running to just the way you handle stressful conversation to starting a new business kind of for us. Um, but yeah, what do you think about when you think about best ever mindset? What do you, what's your process for that? I agree with um, your steps, and I think it's extremely important to remove things that are holding you back create an actionable plan, and then execute. And for me, it's super important, starting with the mindset is, is for me where everything stems from. So if I know that my mind is working in the right way, then my actions follow, my plan is according to that mindset, and I'm gonna plan for bigger and better things. Um, so for me, the, the mindset piece is huge, and I think, uh, like you mentioned, that process of getting to the mindset through the detoxification, um, understanding you know, what it is you're really trying to do is extremely important. So it's interesting, um, and I've talked about this in episodes in the past, about my one-line-a-day journal. And once I decided to sign that off, 
just have the best day ever, or I always write best day ever at the bottom of that, just to see the years, like how everything has changed since I just like, like, I'm just going to write this in. And it's been so interesting because so many people that we've interacted with now are starting to use that or whenever they see us, they're like best day ever. Like we're in a class and they (laughs) throw it on the mic. Um, and it resonates with people. And I think once you decide to take that on, um, and you really live through it, I think it's something that people start to latch onto. So a couple things that stem from that for me is surrounding yourself with the right people, I think is extremely important. And then one of our other founding principles, I think really driving into your purpose. So when you are on the path, and I think the reason I was able to start writing that in the journal was because I was on that path to purpose. And that path's obviously always ever-changing. But for me, it's what we've been doing. It's what we're working on. It's our retreats. It's our corporate stuff. It's our youth wellness. Um, you know, it's, it's us helping people use wellness as their fuel to have the best day ever. And once I was like, I'm on this. Like, I'm actually helping people. I'm training clients. I'm working in group fitness. I'm a Nike trainer. Um, I'm doing all these different things. I was like, wow, I can actually start to say that this is what I'm doing. And I, now I'm creating it. Yeah, I think that's the in- most interesting part is that People are like, well, you can't have the best day ever every single day, but you can definitely think of when you had a good day or what you would imagine your best day ever is. And it's funny, Ryland um, sent us a text the other day about somebody who was like, wow, how easy is this to actually repeat? Like, Once you write it down, you understand that, yeah, you might not be able to fly to Kauai for dinner, but 70%, 80% of your day is actually under your control, and you can repeat that every day. Mm -hmm. You just get bounced around by all the other errands you think you have to run or meaningless kind of like meaningless tasks that just seem to mount up when you don't take a step back detox those things that you know you don't have to do or that don't fit within the process that you've come up with in the first place and then you end up doing the non-essentials what are some ways that you uh reflect on that so you know we've been hammering home this mindset for years now And I think one thing I've been looking inwards on is, okay, I'm still having these incredible days, always having the best day ever, but it's always trying to level up. So what are some of the ways that you look back? Is it it maybe, um, you know, taking a snapshot of the last couple months, uh, your journey from when you left PwC till now, um, relationships? How do you assess being like, okay, this is actually what I need to start removing so that this best day ever can continue? Because it will static. Like, eventually... We will want to be doing more crazy, cool shit. So we have to decide, like, what's next um, and what what's working. So what are some of the ways you look back and decide that? Yeah, the, the detox, the first process is, like, or the first step kind of for me is really everything. Like, I know that when I get to the point where I, where I need to do what I need to do, it's going to happen. The reflection after the fact is nearly inevitable, especially if it's something that's been building up and really hard. Like, after you're done running a marathon – you have obvious points of reflection because they're tangible. Like my legs are sore. I'm tired. You know what your pace was. You can see your time. There's people around. Like Those create forced moments of reflection because you have no other way around it. You have to opt out. The problem is I think most people go through a normal day like a, like a Plinko piece in a board just getting kind of bounced around from one thing to the next. And I actually just made a post about this this morning about – it's nice to hustle and go from one thing to the next. I think you're just as addicted to that as I am. It's mm-hmm. just 
you know, that's why I'm always late. It's an optimistic frame, like time frame about going from one thing to the next. But if you don't bring your head above water, like you will drown in the number of things that you continue to add on. So the detox process for me is not detox in the form of a juice cleanse necessarily. It's more what things can you remove from your day to actually put some time in to just relax. Mm -hmm. If you're running from one thing to the next, you have no time for reflection. You have no time to almost be bored to the point of having to think about what you've just done. And I think that gets really dangerous day over day because it is, A, it's monotonous, and B, it doesn't leave any lag in the system for you to say, okay, I'm, I don't actually feel good. I want to sit down and understand why I don't feel good. Why am I stressed? Why am I tired? Why am I getting frustrated at these little stupid things? Why didn't I do as well this time as I did the last time? If you just restart right away without any type of review, without any type of detox of the non-essentials, then you're either A, wasting time, and you could have done it more efficiently, or B, you're just not ever giving yourself that time for reflection. So I try and leave some space every single day where I know it's going to be downtime, and I usually match that up to where I'm the least productive. So for me, that's always like 2 to 4 p.m. I know I'm not going to put my most creative meetings at that time. I know I'm not going to put my workouts at that time especially. Like you seem to be okay working out that time, but I just, I don't yeah. like it. I like really late at night or really early in the morning, but any time in the middle of the day is just not, not as good for me, which kind of sucks because that's usually when we're the most free. Um, Do you have any processes uh, specific things, actions that over the last maybe six months that you've taken out or added in? Yeah, taken out, trying to do too much stacked up in the morning. So I know that that's productive, especially physically for me. So just not starting clients at five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then being tired three hours earlier Mm -hmm. than I normally am. That kind of accelerates that like fatigue process for me. So I'll put in a workout and take out some more work earlier and make it up on the back end. I also feel that if I get something productive done in the morning workout-wise or creativity-wise, that actually then lengthens the amount of time I'm productive into the afternoon and the more relaxed I am ending my day. So that's one big thing. has been leaving space in the morning for me to work out because most people's schedules are flipped. So if if you're listening to this and you have a corporate job, your job might start at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., and last till 5, but you have those hours in the morning. It might feel harder for you to get out of bed a little bit earlier, but once you start doing it, you're going to understand how much more energy that gives you until 5 or 6 or 7 or whatever it is, and then you get that break. But for ours, everything is intermittent, so I've had to refigure out when those energy cycles are happening. So that's one big thing. And then the second thing is not stacking as much in the evening. So then not saying I'm going to go 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 p.m. and then be done at 9 when you get tired again. Because then I'm leaving the space in my day to get other tasks done at the worst possible times for my own energy level. So at some point, yes, are you sacrificing you know a couple extra hours to make money? Definitely. But over the long term, are you burning yourself out and not even allowing yourself to get there? Probably. So that's having some foresight, and that has been reaching the bottom of the well a few times already to know that's how this is going to operate. Yeah, for me, it's, um, it's similar in that it's understanding. Um, I think the biggest self-reflection thing for me has been understanding those energy cycles. And it's, been, it's so hard, and this you know, goes out to anybody that um, you know, is like a trainer or um, has opportunities to get work done outside of the work day necessarily 
where if you can just take a step back and realize, for me, my like creativity hits at like seven a.m. Yeah, I mean, seven that, that and would eight a.m. Musicians, entrepreneurs, yeah, exactly. art, artists, yeah. anybody who could, or anybody that's starting a business, tune yeah. a little yeah. bit more. So, but for me, seven and eight a.m. is prime time to make money to pay for my mortgage. So it's like I have to now start to realize, you know, every once in a while, take a break from from the, you know, the, the cash flow and realize the long-term gain for me sitting down and journaling at those hours, the stuff that I've written down at those hours have, you know, helped us create a lot more than if I hadn't done that. Yeah. So I'm looking back and I'm just like, that's something I need to start to do more. And as this best day ever starts to shift more and more into new things, that's been my self-reflection. And then my biggest thing, and I've, and I've wholeheartedly been lacking at it recently is, is how important Sunday is for me to set up the week. If I can, like, and I always talk about, like, meal prepping and decision fatigue, and I don't know if it's tired because I'm, I'm tired because I'm running 20 miles every yeah, Saturday. probably. Um, that even, you know, even this week I was looking back and um, I was like, what am I going to get done on Sunday? And then it just creeps away. I'm like, if I would have got my meals prepped and if I would have gotten my supplements laid out and my clothes laid out, the amount that that weighs on me during the week is just yeah. insane that if I'm able to do it on Sunday, I just attack the week and I can get so much more done during those times that I would have been, you know, running to get food or thinking about that. It's just for me, like I preach that so much, but I just understand too how it is. It is a challenge unless you turn it into that routine. Yeah. You have to carve out the time. And my big problem is that Sunday is the only day that I don't work officially and that's when my long runs have been and that then I actually don't get a day off which has been kind of crushing to me um, because that should be a day where I'm completely off my feet and really not doing anything active at all uh, other than the active recovery we're doing from workouts and running during the week but the problem is then when I'm spending the first few hours working extra hard then you really don't have any time like that adds up mentally also when you think about so like sunday that's a perfect segue into the kind of the second step for me which is first principles and processes like when you think about things that are non-negotiable in the way that you set up a template for your best day ever or an optimal week or you know a vacation or whatever you're taking when you go about that how do you create kind of that template or where do you start? Do you start with your workouts? Do you start with your nutrition? Do you start with a way you're going to spend time with your wife? Like where does that process start for you? It starts for me with the self-care piece of it. So I'd break that down into my movement, my nutrition. Those are like my biggest two things to start. Um, what am I going to do to move that day? How am I going to take care of my body? Once I've set those up in that template and I'm very much like Google Calendar block out the time and I feel great doing that even like to your point earlier if I block out time even though it's blocked out to like be creative I'm much better at doing that if it's in there than if it's not Um, I I would love to get to the point where it's just like oh I'm, I'm like in this state and I'm doing it but you know it's kind of like you know the art of war type deal where it's I need to program it in there so I need to be creative at these certain times put that in there Um, and then I think once I'm able to do that and take care of myself, then it's like, how am I going to actually put enough time for the items I need to get done that day? So I'm a checklist person for sure. Um, I think anybody that was born in September is, I heard it's like a Virgo thing. Um, and so I'm a checklist guy, but I need to literally put in the Google calendar, like this is going to take an hour and sometimes it might take 20, sometimes it might take a little bit longer, but I put those chunks in there. Um, so for me, it's just honestly creating that schedule of how am I going to take care of myself? 
what am I going to get done, and then making sure that I'm adding in the time for my relationship. So one of my goals for last month was to have 15 minutes a day, and it doesn't sound like that much, but with uninterrupted thought about my relationships. And That's a long time. Yeah, it's like it's just like 15 minutes. Uh, strung together. Strung together. Because normally you're just like, oh, yeah. well, do I need to get anything from Target? Exactly. That yeah. type of shit. Yeah. It's not but like it was, 15 it's, minutes yeah. of thought out. Thought out time. And for me, it was it was awesome because I got into these like reflective states of, you know, what is serving me, what is not. And this was, you know, this is my relationship with Sarah, but also like my relationship with you and my relationship with my brother and my yeah. family and my clients and all of that. Um, and just like starting to segment those relationships out. And for me, that was just one simple thing um, that isn't in the grand scheme a lot of time, but to have uninterrupted time and thought about relationships. And I just put it in my calendar every day in like a 15 minute spot. That's probably 80% of the time I actually executed it. Think about how long 15 minutes truly is. Like, I think this is a perfect moment if you're listening to this. Think about the last time you sat down uninterrupted and thought about anything for 15 full minutes. Set a timer. Set a timer. And let 15 minutes last. It's a lot longer. Without checking your phone, without doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's no go from this to that. There's no, oh, it's this email into that email. Not even I'm working on this because it's multiple tasks. Like, the only thing I was allowed to have was with, I was have my journal. Um, so that I could write things down. Yeah. Uh, and it, it led to some really, really good conversations, really good life realization. So I, I actually carried that over to this month's goals as well. Um, and that's something for me that has been huge. And that was programmed in there because I took time to program that out. So for me, the programming piece of a day is super important. And I think it was interesting coming from the corporate background because a lot of that stuff was programmed for you during a day. Like you have your Monday meetings, you have your Tuesday touch base, you have your, you know, your three o'clock's on Wednesday and you have your, these different meetings that were always scheduled and you had to get the work done in between that. But once you, once you get off of that, like we have to schedule time to do this or it won't get done. And, um, so for me, the scheduling piece for anything is the most important. Am I a hundred percent? No. Would, I, would it be amazing if I was? Yes, there's always going to be room for error. But for me, the scheduling piece is just super important. Starting with myself, weighing in stuff I'm going to get done throughout the day, layering in things like that 15 minutes for relationships. And then once I'm home, it's just like me, my, my, like my wife and my pup. Yeah. I think the, the other interesting thing to add is that if something upends the rest of your day, what do you use to like stop the bleeding get that question all the time um people that say well you can't have the best day ever if you get hurt or if your grandma gets sick or anything like that and i get that my kind of thought about that is once you're in it you just you just have the best day ever like it's so hard to explain to somebody that's not in it it's very similar to try to get somebody to do something that they've never done before, right? If someone was like, hey, you know, I would be like nervous to go skydiving. Someone's like, oh, let's go skydiving today. It would, it would take me a little bit to muster it up. I'd go and do it, but it would take me a little bit to muster yeah. it up as opposed to the guy that skydives for a living. He's yeah. Like, oh, we're going to go and do a, it. It's a, I like, think I just do this. What's different is it's an active choice versus a default choice. Yes. Yeah. That's like the think about thing. somebody that's trying to get back into working out. If I showed them my marathon schedule, they would be like, uh, I'm not even going to start that. Yeah, no but for way. me, if I yeah. miss a day on there, I'm so hard on myself. Yeah. But I'm just, it's programmed in. It'd be the same thing as somebody that loves to cook. 
and Wednesday nights they do a new recipe, and you have somebody that hasn't cooked a meal in five years, say, hey, Wednesday, can, let's just make a new recipe together. They'd be like, where do I even start? Yeah, yeah, what do I even do? So I think once you get it ingrained in you and you create it into a habit, it just it, it just is that. And there is definitely some ways, and that goes back to one of my first points about community, um, having the right people in your corner. Yeah. Um, like if I was to hit you up and be like, Jay, I don't think I can get on my run today, and you were like, yo, I've got, this happened last week. I was like, oh, I got nine this week. And I was like, I don't know. And you're like, so do I. And we were just like, went out and did it. Yeah. And it's having those people that will be there for you um, to have those conversations with because you are there for them as well. Yeah, that's it's super important. On the day of, uh, of a bigger event, what does the day look like for you? Do you do anything different when you have something that's really important for you or you've been looking forward to all day instead of like your routine day? Let's say it's marathon day or let's say you have a big project due or whatever it might be does your day look any different uh my day is very similar in structure the one thing i place more emphasis on is the day prior yeah um ending that day making sure that there's nothing clouding my mind for the next day when when you've got you know weeks leading up to something you know some things get left on the to-do list they can slide over to the next day and you're fine with that but, you know, last week, for example, we had the, um, the Art of Wellness where we put on the wellness event for a bunch of the CPS gym teachers um, with Wellness for Everyone. And it was an amazing event. You know, we impacted like almost 100 teachers. And my normal routines in those mornings is to like train three clients in the morning yeah. and then be done by eight or nine. And for that, I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to do my one client that needs to do at that time. And then I'm going to have a full hour to get my mind right. Yeah, instead of five minutes. Instead of five minutes. Which we normally do. Which we normally do. And I mean, we can hot dock it and we can get in there and do well. I was like, this is something that, you know, this is a big deal. Um, This is something that I've never done before. So if I was to go in and have to sub a class, you know, I could walk in 10 minutes before and be fine because I've done a million of those. Yeah. Although it might be out of the normal. So I've been giving myself a little bit more time to just mentally prep and be ready for things. Um, I think I have a unique skill of of being pretty good at, at ad hocking yeah. but for things like that where it's like this is a serious endeavor like for the marathon I've been programming my long runs to be very similar timing to the marathon so that I am prepped for that day yeah. so I know what to eat I know what to drink I know what I'm going to do the night before so I think the preparation for me and especially the day before like I'm not waking up marathon morning 30 minutes before the You're race doing picking, new shit. Yeah, yeah, no or picking way. out the clothes that no, morning no it's way. all no, ready no, no, no. like it needs to be for and me and you've worn all those clothes before yes. you've done yeah you've gone through the process yep. before yeah exactly how about yourself that that's it I've started to give more time I'm also, when I, when I have to do something new, I've started to leave more time in the schedule to just allow to be more excited about it. For last year, I had, I mean, through like injury, through our business, and I just had a ton of travel through like July through August was absurd. And it was leading up to my wedding. And in and, and August, I started to get really frustrated because I was like, I haven't left enough time to just be excited about yeah. I don't want to wake up Saturday morning and be like, oh shit, today is like one is the biggest day of my life and I haven't even given any like gravity to the situation yet. I haven't let any of those emotions sink in and I think that's a lot about just being kind of grateful and present is you just allowing the moment to sink in some. You know, if you need to hit a golf shot on 18 to you know, save par to win the Masters. You don't want to be putting any extra thought into that. You want to walk up and you want to hit it like you've done 100,000 times mm-hmm. before. But you're getting married. You don't want to just black in at 
you know, 4.30 p.m. when you're walking down the aisle. That's, that's something that you want to spend some more time doing. And I think for things that carry, obviously, a lot less gravity than that, I've started to leave more space in the system. So same thing. Not leaving... 10 minutes before walking on stage to do something more is being like, okay, I, I want to make sure I do this well. I know we're going to do this well no matter what. And we probably don't even need as much preparation time because we are good at just being able to say, like, we've done this so many times before. We know what's going to work. We're just going to walk up and do it and give more weight to the moment. Like, this is actually an impactful situation. I actually probably need to prepare for this. And I don't want to be regretful about not taking enough time to prepare. So, like, same thing for the marathon. You're not doing anything new. That's always a good, you know, marathon tip mm-hmm. or running tip. But I think tip. that that goes for anything. You don't want to walk into a meeting without having done that before. Like, have your clothes laid out. You know, use your go-to tie tie your shoes the same way whatever it has to be there are little things like that everybody has their superstitions or like little processes but what that actually is is a routine to prime yourself to feel confident in doing it it doesn't even matter how arbitrary that is because a lot of it's placebo anyway just the way that you wake up how you feel what music you listen to like some of it does have an actual tangible like physiological priming effect but a lot of it's just placebo this is how you're going to do this. And then a lot of it should be, I'm just allowing extra space to feel good about this or be excited about this. That was a big switch for me is leaving more space to just be excited about things and not trying to just layer in as much as possible. That was kind of part of the detox process was then to take it out and not introduce anything new back in. It's just to leave time. That's been new for me. Yeah, that's awesome. I think uh, in regards to that, I look back at just, um, you know, life after, over the last, you know, five or six years as I lived better. It was starting to be formulated as we were leaving our jobs. And I look back at um, kind of how the day-to-day has changed since then. Um, and it was interesting because when I was in my corporate job, it was so constructed from like meeting to meeting um, because there were so many things on, on my plate. Yeah. And then in between the meetings, it was just getting so much stuff done that I look back and I'm just so like happy now to be able to create that time. Yeah. And you're in charge. But you're in charge. And so the the most difficult thing now is because you were programmed to go meeting, work, get stuff done for the next meeting, then you got a meeting on Tuesday, you got to get all this stuff done that I think that like the true creative people are the ones that can master that time that in all reality you should be spending time in reflection or in education for yourself. Um, you know, I was, I was just listening to a show about how important I'm mean, speaking of 15 minutes, just reading 15 minutes a day, like every day yeah. is like the benefits of that, like the most mindful, the most educated, the most well to do people are, I have that time or create that time that I'm just thinking about myself now, like as I'm on this reflection of, you know, what I want the best day ever to be and how I want to continue to improve it's looking at those people that are doing that and really starting to be like, I have to start to program in this the time between things just a little bit better. That's my next step is really dialing in on where I'm not being the most efficient and then taking that timing and putting in things that will benefit me in the long term that might not seem as tangible now. Like reading 15 minutes a day might not seem like, oh, I'm going to gain so much insight this week as I read 100 pages. But... You read 100 pages a week for 30 years. That's a, lot of, a lot of books. It's a lot of pages. And you don't have to wait for vacation. Exactly. To read it all at once. All at once and then splurge and then not, not get any of it. And so for me, I mean, I'm a very much 
I'm a very, very big proponent of consistency, and I do very good job in a lot of things. And I think it's just nice to be reflective on where can you, where can we get better. Yeah, and it's okay not to be busy. Yeah. So many people think that you know it's a badge of honor to yeah. be busy. How are you? How are you? Oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. You're yeah. just wasting your time. Couldn't really. be. Yeah. I you, think busy is actually the worst thing. Yeah. I think you should say, oh, I'm very well scheduled. I'm very well scheduled. That's a great. <laughs> I'm, I, you know what? If you walked up, somebody would be like, what the hell? <laughs> what does that even you mean? You were like, I'm, oh, I'm so well so scheduled. So well scheduled. How's your I'm day so looking? Well oh, I got my mindfulness break. Yeah, I'm good. And I think, though, when you look at the most successful people, and I, this is just an example I've heard in the past of, so well scheduled. of like Jeff Bezos, obviously, like whatever you want to say about him, he's built one of the greatest businesses, the biggest businesses ever. Um, and he only takes meetings from with other people from ten to noon because yeah. that's his time that that's he's productive. Time. Yeah, and cool. he and he's recognized that. And I know some people would say, well, he probably started doing that after he worked a hundred hours a week. But everybody right now is in that work mode. And once you decide to get out of it and give yourself that space and decide that you know I'm going to do my most productive things at this time on these days because this is when I feel the best. And in the other times, I'm still programming in the other things. I think that's when when things start to stack up over time to become just like an exponential gain as opposed to this like, eh, little this bit of improvement. Drip. You want like this well, to get to that. It's when you're offloading the bullshit and you really have everything in place and you're able to decide when you're doing the things you need to get done. Yeah, I, I mean, to that same person, I would say, what, what are you waiting for to carve out that space? Yeah. Like what, what dollar figure do you think you need to hit because it's just always going to get bigger? You're always going to get more busy. The gravity of things is going to get bigger and bigger. So until you carve that out, it will never come because you might just continue to hustle and work 100 hours a week forever, and you probably will. But instead of just adding more hours, why don't you just be efficient with less and get more done? Like That's also possible. I think that's the entrepreneur's dilemma is always that more is better, and more is better probably at the beginning when you need the hustle. But as soon as things start to move, then you need to be more thoughtful because everything that you add on becomes or contains more gravity because then that takes you away from other tasks and the way that you prioritize becomes more and more important because that's where you get that exponential growth from rather than the linear growth which comes from just adding, okay, I did this for one hour, now I'm gonna do it for two hours, but what if you just made that first hour more efficient and then you worked on something else in hour number two, which pulls a bigger lever, which creates an A plus B equals Domino's. 50 effect, yeah. you know, instead of just saying, okay, now I'm going to work 10 hours on this and 10 hours on this. This is really makes sense. So tomorrow, person A listens to this show tonight. What can they go to do tomorrow that they can then do literally for the rest of their lives? Yeah, I would say the first thing is just to be reflective on it. So say today is day one. So if we walked, if you, if even if you walk through the first templates, detox, first principles and processes, like that's the template that you kind of set up. You have your performance. Just consider what you do, what you're doing today as performance. This is how I went through my day. So mm -hmm. almost like start at step four and then re go back through. So it's risk, review, repeat. You don't really need to risk anything else because you've already done it, but you do need to review it. So I would say go back in the day, find out where you could have done a couple things better and then start with that. And I would start with a couple key improvements like, oh, I skipped breakfast or I didn't do what I needed to do in the morning and I ran out of energy by noon. Okay, let's solve that first. And it's the, the tough part and the smart move is to pull the biggest lever first. 
get the 80-20 where a couple small things that you're fixing are fixing 80% of your problems. And then that is honestly the review process. I would say the first couple things would be just be more reflective of your time and how you spent your day. Did you rush from one thing to the next? Could you have used a little bit of downtime even for 15 minutes to review the first meeting you took to A, maybe give that a better result if you could have responded faster or B, set you up better to take the second meeting? I think some people are scrambling from one meeting to the next and that hot doc approach creates a very disorganized mental headspace. Um, and I think you lose out on a lot of presence like in an actual meeting. If you're going to sit down and take a meeting, you should be all there. Otherwise, don't take it and get the cliff notes from somebody else and let them do it. Um, but I think the first thing is just honestly just a review. Yeah. Write down some things that you felt like you could improve upon. Leave more space in the day to actually review the things that you're doing and be reflective on that so for me if I've got three clients in the morning maybe it's how each of those sessions could have been better and then leaving 30 minutes so that I can refill my water bottle stretch a little bit and kind of amp myself back up for whatever's coming in the afternoon rather than just rush off to the next thing because inevitably then the next time you come back around to review that client or class or meeting you're doing that on the back end of 50 more things you've already taken on instead of doing that in the moment. It's always better for me, at least, to say, I have one client, let's review it. I have a second client, let's review it. I teach one class, let's review it quickly. I have one meeting, let's send all the follow-up, rather than wait until the end of the day and trying to do that all at once when you're tired in that kind of dead zone. So I think it's, it's honestly just taking a really solid review of what you do day-to-day -day and just finding those little inefficiencies and starting to tweak those until you can come up with a template. Because you, you have to have, say you're doing a, a, a year review. So on our retreat, we do the, the best year ever mindset uh, or the best year ever kind of journaling exercise. And when I'm going through that, when I'm envisioning my, my best day ever to set myself up you know, a year in advance, I'm adding up all the things I felt like I've done well over time. Mm -hmm. It's not oh, I envision doing all these things I've never done before. It's how can I do a lot of these things I know I enjoy and stack those up, but also then do them better. So rather than fumbling around and choosing between 30 different types of coffees and doing this, I'm saying, oh, I've, I've already tried those 30. I've done that kind of experimentation phase. I know I like this one the best and this makes me feel good. I'm going to make it in this way at this time every day. So I've already done that experimentation. So you're kind of constantly reviewing, experimenting, and then you slot that in that process. Like the first step though is just to live some days. Yeah. And then the second thing is just to go back, review it. This is what I liked. This is what I didn't like. Then go back, take out all the non-essentials. That's kind of the detox. And then add that back into your template. That's kind of the first principle is I always start my day with uh, bulletproof coffee. Or I always start my day with 16 ounces of water and X activity. Doing that every day then sets you up for building some consistency. That becomes a habit. Then you start to layer on new things. When it doesn't serve you, take it out. When you want to add something new in, you've already had that little bit of a template built. Yeah, I think that's great. I think understanding that review process and then obviously the next step after that is, is taking action, which I think is something we'll be discussing as we continue to evolve. Um, we're really hyped to kick off our new um, podcast, um, the Live Better podcast. We'll be coming at, at you guys a little bit more often. We'd love to hear feedback on things that you guys are trying to improve on. 
um, things that we can discuss, things that we have done that you would love to hear about. We will be definitely pumping these out. So anything that anybody wants to hear about that we can put a wellness, self-care, purpose spin on, holler. Peace. Later.